You just heard the song New Dominion by Waterloo metal band Raider here on Midtown Radio, the home of Kitchener-Waterloo music. My name is Matt Rappold, and thank you so much for tuning in and hanging out with me here live on the radio on this beautiful sunny Tuesday. Now, Local Music Live is thrilled to bring in guests each week for you, and tonight we have a local punk band that's been making waves all over the Tri-City and beyond. Uh, This comes on the heels of releasing a brand new five-song EP, and their band name has been uttered in countless awkward conversations. It is, yeah, no, for sure. Welcome to Local Music Live. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Thank you. (laughs) Happy to have uh, the two of you on. So before we dig into the the conversation and the questions, why don't we introduce the two of you and uh, let's find out a bit about uh, yourselves. So we have Connor and Zach. Tell us uh, what you play in the band. Uh, Yeah, um, I'm Connor. I play bass in the band. Uh, Do a little bit of vocals, not too much, you know. Try to keep that to the real singers. Uh, But yeah, just uh, the bassist. Nice. Uh, my name is Zach. Uh, I, I wear a big hat. I also play drums, pretend to sing, and I do a lot of our booking. <laughs> and Zach, you you know, listeners can't see this, but Zach is currently wearing a big hat. Oh, you can you can definitely hear it. I'm are I'm you, almost certain. Are you wearing this big hat throughout all shows? I I, I try to. It's really just for you, Matt, because I know how much it means. Uh, honestly, every show I want to wear it because it's so dumb and I just love it. <laughs> I mean, it does mean it does mean a lot to me as well. Although <laughs> last time, because you are a local music live veteran, you've been on here a couple times. I think you had a very similar hat, but it was green in color. See, you knew that I wore a different one, and it was actually just to see if you noticed. <laughs> <laughs> I did notice. I know. How many of these hats do you have? I have two, so it's not a lot at the moment. But I also bought this like ridiculous Big Mac hat. But I also got gifted this great monster juice energy drink hat yeah and also this vanilla ice one that oh my god matt you're gonna love to see this sucker so i mean what you're saying is i'm gonna have to invite you back on again you have to we're gonna do the hat route and uh (laughs) vanilla ice is up next or bk you tell me all right i'm gonna go like i mean we'll we'll figure it out via via email which hat i want to see but for anyone listening here uh you can check our twitter after the show and uh uh, shay bala our social media manager will be posting a picture of zach in this beautiful large blue hat thank you thank you so much connor and zach for being here tonight and congratulations on your EP release. I've been listening through it. I've been really digging it. Um, let's talk a little bit about your band first. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, we got to talk about the name first. Tell me about how that came to be and like, is there an inside joke? Is there? <laughs> well, actually, it's kind of funny. So three of us lived in England for a while and because three of us lived in England, we kind of wanted to have a very English name. And we're, we're kind of going through a bunch of English slang terms, what have you, uh, to come up with a name. And somehow, yeah, no, for sure kind of came up, <laughs> which is just a completely, I think it's like a Southwestern Ontario thing. It's definitely not an English <laughs> thing, that's for sure. Like, we so did shit. <laughs> yeah, we started off trying to have like a very English name, um, like geezer or something. And, uh, <laughs> the lads. Yeah, <laughs> like the lads. And then, yeah, no, for sure kind of came up. And we just kept saying it over and over and over again. And I guess it just kind of stuck. That's great. That's how that's how the best band names come about is when it's like not not necessarily planned. It's just like, oh, this is it. Now we've been saying it for so long that it just sticks. Oh, to me, it's amazing. Like everybody says it and like we're going to slowly like secretly copyright it. And then if you say it, you owe us royalties. And that's the real way we're going to make money in this. There we go. There we go. I like it. I like it. The question is, I mean, you were going for a British name. Did it start off with like a British accent? 
I think maybe it sounded like British early. Like, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to my friends just, in England. Just like that. Just like that. <laughs> I would try it, but I have an absolutely atrocious British accent. Uh-huh. So uh, I will leave that one aside for now. But let's chat a little bit more about the band. Um, you said you were, did you start the band in England? You, you had spent some time there, but is that where the band started? Uh, no. So like, uh, I kind of wanted to play in a band again. I hadn't played in a while. So I, I tried to pretend like I was playing Pokemon and collect all these different people that I wanted to play with. So uh, one show I asked Jared if he's interested in playing. He's our singer who's not here today. And we start the band together with another friend, Taylor, who's no longer in the band. And we needed a bassist. And I always do Connor as this dude that was always really excited. He always seemed to enjoy playing in a band. And I felt like if I asked him, he'd probably say yes. I didn't actually realize he didn't really play bass. He mostly played <laughs> guitar and then said yes anyway. But that's how the band more or less evolved. And then uh, Mitch joined our band, which is a friend of Connor. They grew up together, and we put all the puzzle pieces together. Perfect. Collecting bandmates like Pokemon. Pretty well. Uh, Now, Connor, I have to ask, uh, if Zach was a Pokemon, which Pokemon would he be? Oh, um, my favorite Pokemon, Gyarados. Gyarados, all right. I actually know that Pokemon. That's that's a nice one. I appreciate that, actually. (laughs) What's the pre-evolved If you say I'm that one, then I'm really upset. That's Magikarp. (laughs) That's the the one with no moves. It just flops around. (laughs) Well, at the start, you're just like... Guy's a Magikarp, and then you're like, "Whoa, wait! This guy's a Gyarados." Yeah, and yeah. I feel like Gyarados might be the, a similar color to Zach's hat. So yeah. that oh, might be appropriate. all all the real life things happening at once. Yeah. Spinky time and fly. I don't know what else you would want in a Pokemon. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure with these wings here, <laughs> I can do the go. same yeah, thing. The flaps can. For every at home, I'm flying in <laughs> Counterpoint Brewing. He's <laughs> levitating. He's off the ground now. Uh, let's talk about uh, about how you got into music. I mean, Zach, I think we had a, maybe a similar conversation last time you were on with Pink Lemonade Records. So I'll start with. Connor, um, how did you get into playing guitar and how did you get into playing bass? Like, what was the inspiration to get into to playing music? Um, Sum 41, uh, d- absolutely. Uh, that was when I was in grade four, All Killer No Filler came out, and my parents bought me that for Christmas or for my birthday, actually. And I just put it on repeat forever, and I just was obsessed with the guitar. And I don't know, I like I played hockey and stuff growing up, and it was like, Okay, what what gets the most girls like hockey, guitar, <laughs> skateboarding, and then I what if I that, do like, them all? <laughs> yeah, I tried them all, and skateboarding hurt, and hockey hurt, and <laughs> guitar doesn't hurt. And then uh, you just start to meet other people that are like Mitch, the guitarist in our band. Like he's, it's almost like the guitar is an extension of his arms. Yeah, and I don't quite have that skill level as much as him. So I was like, not that I'm gonna downplay bass by any means there's but like yeah, don't offend all the bassists I mean, listening we connor have, has a bass solo guys let's yeah, be serious like, sweet i'm not but i'm gonna definitely let the guitar be in his hands yeah and I, there, no one had a bass and i was like i have a bass at yeah, home you found I your will, instrument uh, and now i'm like kind of in the process of selling all my guitar equipment because i i love playing bass so much like it's yeah. it's actually interesting so our uh the lead singer of our band uh, he plays acoustic guitar but he always says if he wanted to be if, if he wanted to be in another band he would play bass just because it's so much fun yeah. there's something about like just like the way that you play like just the percussive element of it like you can really just get into the rhythm uh a little bit so that's like a pretty popular thing for like a, a lot of people who play guitar like it's the bass seems like another like a secondary instrument to them yeah and um especially like you can kind of go two ways with a bass you can kind of play like root notes or you can shred on it and i went through the uh root note route so i can just 
swing around and like he's throw my beat. Yeah, he's like moves. instead of you know making sure I nail this solo, I can just kind of go harder. Yeah, and that's definitely more my style because I don't yeah, know, I like that fun, get sweaty and and also like I mean, there's nothing wrong with like just grounding a rhythm, right? Or grounding, oh, yeah. you know, like if if you're playing, I mean punk like metal a lot of that like when you hit a breakdown and it's like you just want to hear the bass just slide into that and just boom hit on those notes yeah. every time it doesn't have to be uh, super fancy all the time it just it's very satisfying to hear those root notes yeah. just played really well and it's it's groovy it kind of gets your head moving a little bit so that's great yeah, i like that awesome zach you talked about how you were you were uh playing in bands then you took a break uh what was give us a story behind that uh, so I kind of stopped playing music for a bit. That kind of happens every now and then. Uh, but I, I really got tired of watching everybody else have fun and like booking so many shows. It's neat, but it's not as much fun to give everybody else that show that I look at after. And I'm like, that was fun to do. But like, man, if I played that too, like that would be even better. Yeah. And for me, it's always been a fun sort of thing. And to me, the thing I enjoy playing music the most about is you, you meet so many people. Like the success of our band has been great in terms of We've had no music for like a really long time, which is like a strange way to market a band, but people have really enjoyed us as people. People invited us back, and it's usually just based off who we are, let alone than what we're actually doing. And to me, that speaks volumes in a music community that you think is very large, but it's actually a lot smaller than you think at times. Absolutely, and it's all about like the relationships you make, right? Oh, I mean, relationships are so important. Absolutely, and and I mean, being able to uh, be in a band with friends and have music be the glue that sort of you know, connects you, it becomes more than just a band, more than just a project. It's like kind of who you are as people. Well, like even at our show at Palisade, it was great. We're standing out there in the back, uh, just hanging out after the show as, it was only just shows, so it was really cool. And lots of younger kids coming up, asking us one by one, probably making Jared turn like five shades of red saying, oh, how much <laughs> I think your band is neat. Or it's cool to see stuff like that. And if one or two or five of those kids put together a band, then like I'm, I'm looking forward to it. That's great. Wouldn't that be like, wouldn't that be such a dream come true? Like playing a, a show with a band that you inspired? Oh, that'd be, that'd be the best. Like we've, we've, we've gotten a chance to play with some really cool bands, but there's so many cooler bands that we're just waiting to play with too. Yeah. Have you ever played a show with a band that like was a big inspiration for you? And in, in this band? Yeah. Or well, like, I mean, or you, you could know, do you bring it outside, but I mean like, to be fair, I, I was kind of disconnected from the whole local scene. I didn't really, I was never introduced uh, to it until this band. Um, you know, I was more listening to like the bigger bands that, you know, kind of everyone else knows. Um, so for me, it's just kind of eye opening listening to a lot of the bands that we play with, like Handheld and uh, Frank Dukes, like bands like that, where they're just very polished. And like, I'm like, wow, okay, maybe we should like. That was a cool verse. Maybe I'm going <laughs> to grab a little inspiration from that one. You yeah. Know? Like, Playing shows is a collaborative process, right? Yeah. You see what works on stage, what hooks the crowd in, and then you're like, yeah, you know, I, I want to try our own spin on that. We do that stuff all the time when we're playing with bands. Like, exactly. There's, uh, there's a, gr a great band called My Son the Hurricane. I don't know if you've yep. heard of them. Uh, so they did a, a little, um, it was like an Instagram sort of follower-like uh, segment during their shows. And as soon as they did it, like we were in the crowd, and we're like, oh, we have to take that because that's oh, yeah. so successful and that's like you know i mean that's that's beautiful if like a band sees us doing something and they want to try it out like that's the beauty of uh the collaborative nature of the music scene like we we're saying like it's all about relationships and we're yeah. all trying to help each other out oh exactly um do you remember your first band practice together 
Yeah, actually. Oh so we used to practice at Royal City Studios in Guelph. Uh, if anyone actually needs a place to jam, this place is absolutely great. It's really fair rates, really great to musicians. Honestly, go check it out. You can't have a spot. Great actually gear. Actually start a band. Absolutely great gear. Like the gear they let you use is crazy. Unreal gear. Unreal gear. But we started there and uh, it was an interesting conception. Well, <laughs> well Jared, give us the story yeah, behind so, that. <laughs> so Jared, he writes all the songs um, for the most part. Like 80% of, this, 80% of the song will be completed when he brings it to us. And we just try to work on it. And so he came to us with a song that was already kind of recorded being like, hey, can we see if this works with us? And I mean, our first practice, it was like, okay, yeah, this is kind of working. And we're trying to get a feel for each other. But the second practice, it didn't work. And the third practice, it didn't work. And then it was like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I haven't really played in a band in a long time. Like, does it really take like two months to write one song? <laughs> and it's just a feeling out process for the most part. Um, do you remember the moment where it clicked? Like there were, <laughs> where there was something, you know, there was a song or a riff where you just said like, oh yeah, like we're, um, we're good. Yes. Uh, when Mitch joined the band because he's just very good at guitar and he, him and Jared speak like the same language. It's almost like Mitch can read Jared's mind of what he wants in a song. And so we're playing it you know, very rhythmically. Uh, and then Mitch kind of comes in with like crazy leads on it. And we're like, okay, <laughs> this is, this is actually something that I'm, I am proud to be a part of. Not as much like it just completed the song. It was just eye opening being like, yeah, we need to write more like this. So we yeah. kind of had to rework all of our other songs to kind of incorporate that aspect. Yeah. It sounds like, you know, you had all the pieces there and there was maybe one missing, and then when Mitch came yeah. in, it kind of just gelled everything yes. and just kind of, you know, glued all the pieces together in one cohesive whole. Is that yeah. sort of how you remember it, Zach? I think that's the best way of putting it, Matt, I would say. <laughs> okay, sounds good. There's, sounds like there's other variations we could go into, but let's leave it at that. Uh, I think that's the best way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> sounds good. I got one more question for you, uh, you know, musically, individually, before we dive into uh, some questions about your EP. Um, but I want to know, like, you said you were influenced by Sum 41. Yeah. Um, what was the first song you played on an instrument? Um, and it doesn't have to be Sum 41, but I mean, you just uh, mentioned that that was your... Uh... I remember, um, other than you know, Smoke on the Water or the crappy version of Iron Man I was trying to do, I remember learning Basket Case because I had International Super Hits uh, by Green Day. Yeah. Um, that was like the second CD I had. I had and I just remember, like, that was... It kind of taught me how to do power chords, yeah. which, you know, shaped the rest of my life. Um, and Basket Case was the first song that I think I learned front to back. Yeah, I think like Green Day, like uh, I played in a, in a band in high school and we played uh, Brain Stew was one of the first ones that we learned. I take it back. It was Brain, brain Stew. Brain Stew, there that, we go. Because I think Basket Case had too, too much like palm muting and stuff. No, yeah. it had to have been. I mean, Green yeah. Day was like such a formative yeah. influence for a lot of, you know, a lot of guitarist musicians in, you know, the early 2000s, late 90s, uh, mid 2000s as well, like with American Idiot being released, like definitely. Zach, do you remember the first, uh, what was the first song you rocked out to on the drums? It's actually weird because it was Sick Transit Gloria and it was by this band called Brand New, which maybe isn't as nicely known nowadays, but it's off their album Deja Entendu. And my neighbor across the street, Shane Lowry, if you're listening, hey, uh, 
he, he wanted to learn the song to play and I'm like, cool, I guess I'll learn to play that song. And then I started playing drums. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, let's talk a little bit about your EP and we're going to hear a song first. So before the show, before we went live, I asked you to pick a song that you thought was representative of the collection. It's a five song EP. Which song have you chosen? And uh, tell us a little bit about it. How what are we going to hear? Um, I think Apathetic Emergency would be the, the one. I, it, the, as far as feedback comes from other people, um, I, that's kind of the one that I think kind of gets people going the most. Um, that's the hit single? I, I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't call it the hit, but like, <laughs> it might be the single. Um, it's a song that hits for yeah, people? It definitely uh, does. It, it definitely hits for people that, you know, that come to our shows and stuff, and it people remember it uh the most um and i think it might be our i'm actually i'm actually shocked connor picked this song because this would be the song i would pick and i'm curious to see later on what other choices we'll have but i I do think he's right about it to me it's a great like song it sounds like other bands that we also enjoy so it's really familiar for people to listen to and we play like a surf beat the whole song so like come on if you don't like surf music what's going on (laughs) i agree with that i agree with that all right let's hear it this is apathetic emergency by yeah no for sure here on local music live hit it Like a 